Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Carnival of Randomness. Now, we wanted to go to the South by Southwest Music Festival, but they won't let Zach in. Hi, Zach. Well, I, I don't know what their problem is with me, but... I so got... we went by the North by North Music Festival out in Yellowknife, which is the capital of the Yukon Territory. Northwest. Whatever. Come on. Make me look stupid. We wanted to get George Jones to play for us, but George isn't known for no-showing, and considering that he's been dead for years, he didn't show up. Yeah. So, luckily, we are blessed by another great act, the American Moondogs. So, hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Say hi. Thank you for Say a little thing about yourself, I suppose. Okay, who wants to go first? You can go uh, in order. So, go. Um, yeah, we are uh, like an Americana alternative uh, country band uh, here in Rochester. And uh, we, Kevin and I, uh, you know, met about maybe nine, ten years ago, and uh, we've had this incarnation uh, for about a year. Yep. And that incarnation, actually, this latest incarnation, actually started with me. Um, uh, they put out a distress signal for a guitar player, and uh, I was the only one who showed up. And so they said, "Okay." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one of those. How did you get the audition? I showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed up. Yeah. Like night court. Call night police. police. How'd you become so a judge? Uh, I answered my phone. Yeah. yeah. And I admit, I wanted you guys to introduce yourself because as soon as I said Kevin Smith, I'd say, "How's Jay and Silent Bob doing? When's Clark Street going to come before. out, man?" I, never I know. Isn't that, that the torture? I had an uncle named Bill. Clinton who used to get messages on his phone. <laughs> I just says El Gore calling. It's like get a life, dude. Oh, yeah, we um, Dave and I kind of started uh, about nine years ago now, and and as he said, we this is through a few iterations of the band, and we're in a real good place now. We got a real good group and uh, making some making some good music, Americana style. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, where do your influences go back to this? How, now, I have to say, Dave and I met back in the medieval period. <laughs> yeah, years ago. Very yeah. And we went to a lot of, they actually the had, they would have like a, they would have guys, they'd have the service to generate the power for the concerts. But the concerts we went to were more along a different line of music, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I was thinking, Robbie. When we were sober. I think it was the mid '80s. Um, I think well, speak for yourself. I was like five when I got in. <laughs> <him. laughs> well, like uh, I think metal acts of the of the day, and I think probably the highlight was uh, Metallica opening up for Ozzy in '86. Cliff Burton, but, yeah, Master oh, yeah, of Puppets, yeah, yeah. because Met- I remember going yeah. down to Lakeside Lakeshore Music, Lakeside Music, and I remember Jeff Bauman going, knowing the owner, going, uh, Master of Puppets, and he goes, "No, Slim Whitman." When he ordered it, but that was oh, really? the Master of Puppets tour with Ozzy. Yep, yep, exactly. Yep. Um, I don't know if you were with us. We met Cliff Burton. Uh, yeah, he came out. Yeah, on his and, way to the bus. You cursed him. Yeah, I cursed him. Yes, I cursed. <laughs> I also cursed uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, that exact God. same. Uh, oh, you haven't changed much. Sorry, you haven't changed much. So the please years. go to some American Idol I'm, shows. So I, all bands <laughs> on the planet, if you play the uh, War Memorial or whatever it's called in Rochester, I will never speak to you on the way to the bus <laughs> ever because people, two people have, have passed away. But, but to be pretentious, how did you do your? St. Paul on the road to Damascus turned to Americana. I had to say that I had to sound oh, wow. knowledgeable. You know what? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was, I was thinking today, probably my main influence um, as a bass player is Mike Mills from R.E.M. Uh, I think that he is probably the ultimate uh, bass player, does his job, uh, goes unnoticed, but in the you know, same time weaves this tapestry that, you know, Stipe and Buck could Go He's into, got that fluid any, sound, I think, that night that you don't hear from basses a lot. That nice fluid sound. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of um, the bluegrass influences and in the jam band music scene uh, with Fish, uh, you know, kind of uh, going through that as a young man. Um, 
kind of just led to to this type of music. And you can't obviously well, yeah. I mean, for me, I came up through. I, I grew up outside of D.C. Then I, uh, for you know, grew up on country and and country rock and <clears throat> listening to Johnny Cash and Waylon and and Merle Haggard and those guys when I was a kid because my dad listened to it. And then, uh, you know, a little bit later, I moved to Kentucky and lived there for 15 years and got a real good... Oh, the thrash metal capital in, of the world. You know, <laughs> like hair band city. No, mm -hmm. it was, you know, that's where I got... And, and it was right in the... Um, it was right in the beginning of the Americana phase, and, and there was a little club there that this guy was well-connected to. These guys where I would see Alejandro Escovedo, Dave Alvin, um, just one after another, Buddy Miller. You know, these guys would come through this little, and, and it's like, wow, you know, that was the music. So when I moved here... Um, you know, I, I was always in bands, bar bands, and we did the top 40 classic rock thing, which was cool. But I said, you know, I want to do something different. And, and Dave was the first one I talked to said, you know, we're getting back into this. I want to do music that, that was cool. And this was right, you know, as that Americana thing. Now, like Americana... It's like the category everyone uses when they don't know where to put something. I tried. I always, for me, I was trying to think about this last night. I would say it would trace back that kind of music. For me in the 80s, it was really, I think, Dwight Yoakam, but I think it came Graham Parsons. Graham Parsons is kind of known as the godfather of Americana. And you had, you know, but you had, the, of course, when Graham Parsons was in The Birds and you had CCR and then, you know, you get into the 80s and groups like The Long Riders and the uh, Del Fuegos and those guys. Towns you know, Van Zandt. And Towns Van Zandt and those guys, the, the, the Texas guys, right? And... You know, Guy Clark, Steve Earle, Joe Ely, those guys are, you know, those are the influence, the kind of music that I wanted to I do. almost thought that the greats like Cash and Hank and everybody, I would almost call them alt country when you get into your Garth Brookses and all that right. horrible, which right. I don't, as George Jones called them, some suburban guy, you know, in a cowboy hat. <laughs> Singing about the, the horrible song from American Idol about whatever they are, <laughs> right. whatever. That was the late 70s. Hey, Dave, go to an American Idol show and meet them, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that that's cool. I had, detour. I had actually never listened to Hank Sr. until, uh, you know, I was in this band and um, we were doing Oh, I'm So Lonesome, I Could Cry. That was the first time I ever listened to Hank Sr. I actually think that's what got me into it. It was just one time I was shopping for records and I saw... A, a compilation of his and I started playing his and you realize guys these guys are the badasses of music too Keith yeah. Richards no you don't want to mess with you don't want to be a Jones boy you want to be you want to be like 120 of them or so because he's so volatile mm -hmm. I play with Ryan Adams who did and no try playing with Ryan oh, Adams oh man yeah. no, no it, thanks no, that's, just that's me or did the talent really skip a generation in the Williams family <laughs> no I, I don't think so I think I think I think the talent like Hank Jr. There's an enormous amount of talent there, but he kind of, you know, went it's, into this. He went into a weird way. Weird, weird place. I'm going to do Monday Night Football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Hank, I love Hank 3. But Hank 3. I'm a huge fan. Now, of, yeah, but he's, he's off the and, wall. And, and if you happen to walk into the second half of a Hank 3 Punk. show, you don't yeah, know what you walk exactly. into. Exactly. <laughs> I've heard that he'll just randomly switch mid-show and oh, start playing he's, punk. What was his band's name? Ass Clown? Some the punk yeah, band he has? Because they yeah. played here at Water Street. Because he literally segued perfectly. Right where he started, then all of a sudden, and it worked. He cut right into the punk set. Well, the first mm. time I saw Hank 3, they, uh, I didn't know what to expect. I, I, 
most of the music I listened to of his was the real, I mean, he's scary, sounds a lot like his grandfather. I yeah, mean, to the point where it's like, really wow. Does. What the grand you old know? Opry, and Grand yeah. when he talks about his own, he had this thing out there, but they banned him. Right, right. And so I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, the, he took an intermission. I thought, well, this is kind of strange, but okay. And yeah. then they come out in that, you know, speed What's like the metal. process? How do you, feel, how do you go happened. about, like, what do I want to play? It's your song selection. Who really thinks of it? How do you go about all the well, whole I mean, I think, this and that? I think we probably, you know, everyone's kind of on the same page of, you know, the type of music and what we're trying to to play. And, and we just bring songs. Everyone brings songs to the table. And it's neat because we all have... A little diverse background so you know we we bring different flavors in but yeah the good news is even uh, I, I i think it's safe to say that as far as influences are concerned i'm a little bit more toward the rock and blues end and and even with that in mind if you look uh, if you listen to records like exile on main street there's country and western all well, over well you know place. what happened is a funny story about that you know keith knew graham parsons yeah and i guess he and mick would go in when they were playing mm -hmm. and they would basically steal this stuff but i guess <laughs> yeah. that's what they did all of a sudden oh there's a new stone song with country stuff and that was the stuff graham parsons and them mm -hmm. played they just came and ripped the stuff off yeah yeah, yeah. And, dead flowers obviously yeah mm -hmm. and believe it or not i can actually credit some of my musical beginnings to mtv Remember them? Remember when they had music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when M stood for something? Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I yeah. remember those days. It, it was around the time when Robert Cray had a record out. Uh, Smoking uh, Gun. Smoking Gun. Smoke Gun. Yep. Yeah. Um, Steve Ray Vaughan, uh, Live Alive, um, and uh, Eric Clapton. You know, and putting all those things together, I'm thinking, oh, geez, I need to get one of those. You know, I'm talking about a guitar, of course. And, of course, that informed my choice of instrument, too, Fender Stratocaster, you know. And um, and uh, so, like I said, growing growing up listening to uh, things like Rolling Stones, of course, you got the Led Zeppelin in there, too. Um, it, it really wasn't that huge a leap from what I grew up with, with what these guys were really into. And uh, that's that's why it made from the first moment I played with these guys seem like such a good fit. I mean, you do toss other things out like Marshall Tucker, the oh, yeah. Eagles. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's kind of we kind of try to um, strike a balance between uh, songs that people will know and songs that they might not know. Well, I had this is a good my friend Todd Kratz, the Kratz man. He did his uh, one show out at some hotel out by, I think, Holly or somewhere. Mm -hmm. He played Hank 3 and all these other things. People were coming up to him afterwards saying, you write some really great songs. <laughs> well, we, and we have a few of those, too. And we also, we're, we're starting to infuse some originals into yes. our set, you know, which are heavily influenced by these. But but that's that is one of the things we're we're tr we try to be conscious of you know the w what's the venue what are we playing to and yeah, and then, you know how cuz you do, yeah yeah a lot of the we joke you know say if you haven't heard of this one we wrote it you know <laughs> <laughs> so, did you like it then we wrote yeah, it yeah, did yeah, like it oh no that guy wrote it yeah. mm. that's <laughs> so we know who to put put the blame on <laughs> Yeah, because he played some Springsteen before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tom Petty, you got to pay Tom Petty. Tom oh, Petty, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, we have some dead, you know, we throw in there. and, and uh, It's a yeah, nice mix. It's all about yeah. the songs. Yeah, I remember that us. one dead yeah. show you did, you did because you only played the one song for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That predates me, but... Uh, <laughs> What song was it, out of curiosity? <laughs> no, Brown-Eyed Woman, you play. Oh, no, it's Brown another band. Oops, oops, that's oh, another band. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, friend of the devil. Well, we do. Yeah, friend of the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's right here. He's but, next to but, me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. But it, I mean, we're you know, for us, really, it's it. You don't find us doing much of the jam stuff and and long, you know, solos and everything. It's more about the song with us. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah. This song structure yeah. is the most important. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And I always like the way it goes and everything on there. It's always really good the way it goes. You seem like, but now when you get in your own, so how did you, who goes about writing song, your new songs now that you're doing? We kind of, um, it, it really becomes more of a collaborative thing where one of us will bring an idea into the room and then just kind of go from there. It's really, really, you know, more of a, a building process, you know. Um, and there, there's a couple that we did now. Uh, in in previous iterations of our band, you know, we we did some songs that somebody else had completely would would, would construct, and then we would come in and, as Dave famously says, puts the moon dog stink all over, <laughs> you know, and turn it into uh, turn it into our own. So it's it's that kind of process. Yeah, yeah. 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 Actually, we should give a, a shout out to to Ross Brown from Mystic Stew. Uh, he's written Ross a few the boss. Of the songs. Yeah. Yep. yep. Everybody knows Ross the boss mm-hmm. and Rochester and. Uh, yeah, he penned uh, a few of the songs that we yeah. that we do. I think the one that that we gave you, Kevin and uh, Ross, wrote together. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it, it always uh, kind of happens in uh, in different ways. But even the covers that we do, uh, you know, we like to put our own signature on. Plus, yeah. David Lee Roth did one called "Strumming with the Devil," where he does Van Halen songs to bluegrass. Oh, Would yeah. you ever think of doing a Metallica song or something? Because I know you like them. Oh, I'm saying it right. You know, I'm surprised that never occurred to me to do that because I remember going to college and I have my guitar with me and I'm in a hallway full of metalheads and I'm the only bluser in the whole group. You know, it, it was kind of an interesting mix. And uh, no, no, it never occurred to me to. Because actually, I mentioned this on another interview that. For Super Suckers did a version of, if you've heard the sail on, yep, the yep. commoners, they do it country, and I think it's great. It is, and, and there was a band called... Uh, Google it, because we don't want to get sued. <laughs> a band <laughs> yeah. called The Gourds. Uh, yeah, The and, Gourds. And they I, did a lot of the... North Carolina, so, aren't they? Yeah, something picking on... Uh, yeah, pick on the, the bar, yeah. yeah, or Ozzy or something. And they did like one that. song about the some like plant or something. Yeah. that's so gin and juices. Yeah, there. they they do a cover of that. It, so. It's funny you, you say that, Robbie. Um, about ten years ago, I did a one gig with my ex-wife, and we did a "Nothing Else Matters" by Metallica, <laughs> just acoustic guitar, you know, her singing and kind of a little, you know. So yeah, it's it's funny uh, you bring up. And actually, there was a band. Years ago, of cellos, uh, Apocalyptica. That oh, all, yeah, yeah, those you, guys. I've heard yeah. of Rasputina. I haven't heard of that one. They do a lot of cellos. metal cover. Another one that I've always loved is a Gregorian. Okay, it's Gregorian that. chants to oh, like, yeah. and mm-hmm. all they, most of their albums are covers. It's like I've heard them do a, oh, what they did? They did Boulevard of Broken Dreams, like Green Day. They did uh, Heaven is a Place on Earth, but like in that Gregorian monk style. There's um, another one called. It's, uh, it's, Oh, it's good, but it's it makes you laugh because there's like, a bluegrass band. To? They do a version of the Buzzcocks falling in love again. Yonder Mountain, <laughs> the Yonder Mountain String Band. Yeah, oh, they yeah, do. I have that them. album. They're I heard great. that play at Archive, and I just went and bought it. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Like that. One of the things I always like to ask is, it's fun, like for going on for playing and everything. What are some of your in more? I know you played the Ionia track this tractor festival. Yeah, and those that was our, our first gig out um, years nice. ago in uh, 07 or um, 11, 2011. Yeah. Played a few and, times, right? Yeah, and the, and the funniest thing was that uh, it was with our first drummer, Peter, this Ionia gig, 
and uh, Peter left the band a few months later. So Ross contacted us, and Ross was like, well, yeah, I've seen you guys. And it's like, well, the only place we've played is the Ionia, you know, Tractor Festival. And he was like, but yeah, you your, know, I was in the band afterwards. But that's your book. That's <laughs> right. I mean, that's just yeah, awesome. Right. It's like one of those things like, okay, now go see the tractors. It's like, right. it's one of those experiences. I tell you, if you ever get a chance to go to Ionia for their fall festival and watch a hundred I bet that's a great crowd for a band. Oh, so band. much fun. A great crowd yeah. for an American We finally figured band. it out after, you know, yeah. four years. Do you have to play loud enough to overcome the tractors? The tractors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, stuff like that. We used to go down to a town in Pennsylvania, Dubois, to a place called Treasure Lake, and they had this one band. It's called Cat Sass. <laughs> it was a husband and wife from Cleveland. Uh, she sang, he was on keyboards. Hmm. And that was the only place I ever saw him play, was the ski lodge at Treasure Lake. Hmm. And the running joke between me and a, a cousin of mine was, oh, yeah, the Cat's Ass World Tour, four boroughs and a hamlet. <laughs> and the other one was... But when that's he, kind of that Ionia Tractor Festival just kind of... The other one, when Case Carl played, he told this story before he did the song about how he started down in Texas in Galveston. And he said that... He started at this bar, and what happened was he played on Wednesday nights, and what you would see Wednesday nights specials: three dollar pitcher, four dollar wings, and Hayes Carl. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it was owned by a gangster owned a line, and it flooded. He told that story oh, when wow. he played here. Mm-hmm. But one of the ones that you can't let you get away with that one of your influences, Ryan Adams. Certainly, and yes. you have to yeah. tell the story about the concert with him. Oh. Not the one, the, the one we walked out, not the one we went to, but the one. Oh yeah, well, um, yeah, well, actually, the, when Kevin and I first uh, contacted contacted each other um, through Craigslist, we mentioned uh, Ryan Adams and you know Jay Farrar, so that was you know that's kind of been one of the the things. And uh, you're talking about the show that we went to. In Not Cleveland. the one we went to, the one where you bought the meds and everything. You warned your friends oh, that he's yeah. like, uh... oh yeah. So um, I saw him in Ithaca once, and uh, he was uh, still drinking. And he just drank a bottle of wine after bottle of wine, a bottle of champagne. At one point, he had three cigarettes lit. He had one in his headstock, one in his mouth, and one in an ashtray in front of him. Mm. But it was pretty cool. It was like an electric set, and then he did, um, you know, just an acoustic thing in the second set. But he he was, um, yeah, he was a real kind of case. He had them take up the house lights. So he could see all the people, and he was um, saying how he was going to bring this up with his therapist, that he was really <laughs> proud of himself, that he could look at all the people that were, you know, It's a warning when you go play. see him. You never yeah. know. Oh, but the yeah. other one, back in the day, Jason Isbell, where the one story was, did you meet me when I was drinking? Was I an asshole to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the few people I know who met Jason when he before he became But how sober. goes for the Moondogs in terms of, Recording and everything, and putting something down, we're, and we're, doing your. Is started. it going to be a mix? Yeah, we've we're started starting. it. You know, we started putting together. We're we're kind of, like I said, and Drevlin, you know, as you come out to see us and stuff, we're starting to build the, the original Moon Dog songs, and we're we're going to probably be putting a recording together. Uh, early next year and and you know kind of making that available and it'll so. be sort of a mix you can it'll be a mix yeah, yeah yeah it'll be a mix and and a few you know covers uh public domain and type songs and oh there's always the best yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you can do anything you want with that <laughs> oh right? i know mm-hmm. i mean that's yeah. the thing you make it your own though it's Absolutely. like there's a love of the music and you bring it out and everything yeah. one thing i always ask because of the first band we ever had on here so nobody asks you this is 
What do you prefer? Do you have a preference for what you play for guitars, equipment, everything? Is there a special thing, or is any? Or will you just pick something up? Hey, this homeless guy left it. I'll play it. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll let these guys. For me, I've got two guitars that I've had for years, mm-hmm. and and an amp that I enjoy. I mean, I just I don't. I, I'm not a gear guy. Some so people much. are picky. I, that's why yeah, I decided. I, nobody asks I, you guys. I, I like my instrument, and but I don't go. I don't cycle yeah. through. Yeah, I won't ask the question about oh, if you are on a desert island. Number one, you wouldn't have power. Number two, get me the hell out of here. I don't care what else you play. But if there's equipment or anything, because some people think like Greg, my friend Greg Townsend plays that sixty guitar. He's got that sound to him, and sometimes yeah. you play this and you, you can't get the sound. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a telly guy. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned earlier, Stratocasters are my thing. As a matter of fact, my main guitar is one that I put together myself. And it was the first time I ever tried to do anything like that, so I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but something tells me at the risk of getting esoteric that there was something about this guitar that wanted to be put together, and somehow that managed uh, to overcome whatever ineptitude would have made the guitar go horribly wrong. But, uh, yeah, it's my main guitar to this day. Yeah. And uh, I've got this really nice factory built one that I have um, as my as my backup. It's almost it. like the Jack White thing where uh, this will get loud, where he builds his own guitars. Yeah, yeah. I can see the Moon Dog. He starts off with a piece of wood, yeah. stringing a wire in between two nails, and with a pickup in there. Yeah, and, yeah. Interesting sound he got out of that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. I still love in these days where somebody they make that like Tom Waits recorded one album in a barn. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. you guys can rent a barn or yeah, something you recorded. Or Neil Young oh, yeah. in the phone booth oh. or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're going to uh, ask about the drums, right? Yeah. I mean, Come the... on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this oh, is the drum. Oh, by the way, I'm, we do have uh, drums. Yeah. Yeah. Introduce Joe, please. <laughs> what I play? Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, Joe, you were saying uh, that the place that we used to rehearse and record was a uh, perfect setting for, um, for a horror film to be... To be, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we played in the familiar with the Fetter Building, RP Fetter Building. A little, we'll describe it for everybody a little well, bit. Well, it was a big, it was a big, uh, basically a big old building that had been in Rochester for many, 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 yeah. many years. It's a warehouse. And yeah. what, what they had done, or the current owner had done, is he'd taken all these rooms and he rents them out to various either bands or businesses or wood shops or whatever organizations it was yeah. and and you know getting to the studio that the, that we were renting at the time was you know you had to kind of walk through this empty shell of a building there was it was usually dark right mm-hmm. usually elevator the, there was always things to trip over there was an old elevator where you could lose a finger or two and you yeah. were opening and closing the door I, I remember before a gig my wife came with us and she she said Man, this is like a horror movie. <laughs> and she she mentioned it like twenty times since then. We've gone yeah, but it's there. called ambiance. It's ambiance. Ambiance. Right? You know, you yeah, can't you can't discount the importance of something like that. Which was a five star hotel compared to the place we we rehearsed at before that place. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I never had the pleasure of that one. St. Paul Street. But yeah. the building. Oh, that one. I know because Fox Forty Five went down there and said uh, going outside there was really interesting. Oh mm, my God. <laughs> but the Fetter place, I think they may have uh, made bathtub gin there at one time. I wouldn't be at all surprised. Perfect for a country band. You know, you could probably almost smell it at points, you know. And, uh, 
Um, they didn't bring any paranormal paranormal investigation teams into the into the building. No, they so didn't. Just, but Dave said Dave said it well. What when was he saying that? I think it was real recent. He goes, you know, I'm convinced there's places in that building that haven't seen water in a hundred years. In a hundred years, <laughs> yeah. They haven't cleaned in a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, uh, we shared that space with uh, Friday Night in America, which is. You know another great band yeah. you know and so a, there was a lot of musical energy in in our in our space there mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was a, yeah we were there for a while and uh yeah, it was a great uh, great pr- practice space for sure but the naked female mannequin was my personal favorite <laughs> <laughs> mannequins creep me the hell and you always find out george <laughs> washington signed the wall or something yeah, could have exactly could the have. last time this room was clean the army corps of engineers did it yeah right <laughs> Oh, that's that's perfect though, isn't it? For that type there were some atmosphere. air raid helmets in there. It was uh, it was quite quite an atmosphere. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but where are the moon dogs going to be howling next in the list? So do you have anything set up to play it so uh, everybody can we, check you out? Not we don't have uh, private party. In we, we got a few private. Well, parties that one does it. The, holi- the holidays, <laughs> you know, so we. We actually, we, we got a couple of lines. Anybody up, wants but, to uh, crash, though, just yeah, listen for the yeah, music. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then, then we're, you know, we'll be back at it again, you know, in January, um, playing around town. Oh, so. mm-hmm. the, the, usual, the usual spots. The usual spots, yeah. Which are, for people out there who somehow never been there. <laughs> yep. We, um, you know, we've, we we do a thing at Boulder Cafe uh, pretty frequently, you know, regular there. We've played... Um, just you know, lift bridge, other place, right? Lift bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the old towpath, yeah. Yeah, the old yeah. towpath. Um, you know, we've played just several areas around town. That, yeah, there's you know, a there's a lot of new bars it seems out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, what I mean. Some things like there's one the Swan Dive that's just having people. Yeah. There's some other places. Yeah. I mean, Arlene's Grocery has people playing. Mm-hmm. Right. Really? Some, I think it's great. I, I think it's great that there's more venues because there's a lot of great bands in Rochester. Yeah. And relatively few places to play. And the more it expands, our leans, yeah. whatever it is, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can find stuff around here. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All yeah, kinds definitely. of music. And, yeah. and the good thing is with the with the uh, reality that electronics have become such a big part of everybody's lives, we're living in a world now where people can walk around with their entire record collections in their pockets. So if they're going out to see a live group, they don't want to see a complete reproduction of everything that they have on their records. They can listen to that anytime they want. Yeah. They want some people, they want to see people that are willing to put their own spin on, on the music. I've heard there. that argument from yeah, some yeah. bands. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like, I've heard the Eagles actually literally sound like Don Henley's really anal and that it sounds just like a recording. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they're they're you know I gotta credit them for this. They uh, they definitely take the time to work out the arrangements and make sure that everything's put together that's faithful to the way that they played it originally. But um, I've always liked that random element. Well, speaking of that, we're having something very random here. You guys are going to play a couple songs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we're going to get the hell out of the way because we don't want to be on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything. Sure? But sure? and then we're going to play a song. What's the other song? So the, o- the other song that, uh, the recorded song, is one that we did, and David mentioned that uh, I co-wrote with uh, a former member of the band, Ross Brown, and uh, it's kind of an old um, country ballad kind of song that uh, we really enjoy doing. It's a it's yeah. a fun song to play. Kevin calls it a belly rubbing song. <laughs> belly rubbing okay, song. so all of you out there, start rubbing your belly. Yeah. But we'll have you guys play, and then we'll end the show with that. Right. 
and everything. We'll be over here going, we're not worthy, we're not <laughs> worthy. Or throwing stuff. Yeah, but where can we get a hold of you guys? Online, everywhere else, uh, music-wise. Through our Facebook page uh, would be, you know, American Moondogs. Uh, you know, we have a Facebook page, and that would be the best way. And you, you have, know, like, is out. it on any of that other... Actually, where I listened to you guys, listen, I saw a couple on YouTube and uh, Bandcamp. And mm-hmm. we also camp. have some songs out on Reverb Nation. Yeah, yeah, so Reverb. We, yeah, we have, and, and we're going to be putting more actually out on Reverb Nation. We've been um, editing some recordings that we, we've done recently. So we'll, be, we'll have more out there on Reverb Nation. And I heard of this thing called Twitter. Called the Twitter. Yeah. What are you guys the on there? Are you guys on there at all? Because no, we no, were joking about how we could get our full yeah. name on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you limit how long it is, so... You know, it just chops it off and adds a number. Really? Yeah, right. So I wanted to do Carnival of Randomness instead. It's Carnival of Rand One. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, fan. I ran. So far do, away. Do you think American Moondogs would make the cut, or uh, it'd be it'd be American Moon? American Moon Four. Yeah, American Moon. And you have the alternative. You have besides the Moondog, you have the cow floating around playing <laughs> there like go. a. There you go. But very cool, guys. Hey, this gonna be this right. is gonna be our this is gonna be a first for us having you live in here. Yeah. So if anybody time. breaks wind, we can't cut it out. So I'm gonna go over there. We'll do our so best. Uh, we have to do we have to do one thing for our sponsor yes. because before we go in there, our sponsor who keeps us providing being able to provide you people with lovely entertainment like the American Moon Dogs and their very soon to be coming up live session, Upsitnik and Associates Law Lawyers for you the people, Alaska to the Supreme Court, all points in between, celebrating 40 years this year of helping everybody out with their legal needs. Find them on Facebook, Upsitnik and Associates, or their website, UpsitniksLaw.com. That's all I Thanks got. Thanks a lot, guys, and I leave you with the Thanks American Moondogs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you won't fear us anymore. <laughs> this show. Bye. <laughs> Down here, where we're at Weather changes, that's the way that it goes But sometimes it snows when everything's wrong Sometimes it snows and when it does, it doesn't last long Down
The next song we're going to do is uh, 16 Days by Ryan Adams. Oh 
every time I've gone away One for every time I should have stayed Should have worn my wedding ring And this next song is a recording um, of an original that uh, Ross Brown and uh, Kevin wrote. It's called What Was I Thinking? Say 